Welcome to another week of Ghost in the Scene, the world's premiere only ghost-free podcast, aka ghost-friendly podcast. I'm your host, Gio, with my co-host, Rob. How's it going, Rob? Guys, I am so glad to be back here. Uh, I, it feels like another victory this week. I think that we, we really knocked down the ghosts this time. Uh, I think we showed that we have power, and we can reopen things. We can actually push things through as long as we stick together. So shout out to all of you. Shout out to the street team. Um, say no to unfriendly ghosts. I don't know. We're in new territory. Um, but, you know, we're, we're all figuring out together. So thanks for being with us, everybody. Yeah, thank you so much. And this week we have a very interesting episode. We are going to be um, getting into a little bit of a capitalistic um, ideology. P- people go online and they sell things. Are they really selling us true items, or, or is it all snake oil? Is, is this a fake out of some kind? So we're, we're going to look into that. Um, but I guess before we get into that, is there any um, ghost or movie news that we want to talk about before we get into the capitalistic sense of, of what we're talking about this week? You know, it is the awards season, uh, the, specifically for ghosts. Uh, traditionally, but you know everything is ramping up for the Caspers, uh, and this week the uh, Oscar, Oscar the Ghost, released his favorite films um, of the year, and there's some big surprises and not surprises. Uh, you know, uh, we can go over that. Uh, I just say uh, he had some pretty interesting picks this time. Absolutely. So the Oscars are going to be coming out uh, February twenty fourth. And we already know about the debacle with the, um, the hosting and everything. Well, recently, we found out the list of all the movies that Oscar picked. And like he, uh, Rob was saying, some of the movies are very obvious, like uh, Roma and uh, Black Panther, Black Klansman. We've talked about these movies ad nauseum. And... It, it kind of is interesting, the fact that we mentioned all of this in the Golden Globes, and it's almost like Oscar listened to that podcast and then chose all the movies based on what we were talking about, because we have a very interesting list this year. We have uh, Christian Bale, of course, the uh, satanic method actor. He is leading the pack for the lead actor, um, and yet right under him is Bradley Cooper for his role in A Star is Born, also uh, a ghost. Remy Malek, also playing a dead man uh, as Freddie Mercury. And then Viggo Mortensen is also playing a dead man, right? In uh, in his version of The Green Book, that, that guy is dead. And then we have Willem Dafoe, who is in a movie called At Eternity's Gate, which you have to imagine is all about, you know, hell or, or heaven. I'm not really sure... Uh, what eternity he went to but the lead actor the entire pool is full of either ghosts or satan worshipers or people either in heaven or hell it's it's as clear as day ghosts are out there and i think at this point in 2019 it's they're not holding back oscar is really going full ghost on this one this year uh and you can see it in these picks too uh we talked about the best pictures as well like we were saying roma the tomatoes uh and black Klansman is really a story about people who dress up as ghosts and run around so all these are films are that are idolizing ghosts and it's clear that that is exactly what oscar wants this year and is going to lift up so it's whoever's going to have the best spell the best uh, can conjure up the most ghosts that's going to be your winner exactly guys it is so easy to see i i cannot believe 
that Oscar was so blatant this year. But honestly, I think it's a fact that there is no host to kind of take away some of the heat. And mm-hmm. so now we're truly seeing Oscar working his dirty deeds in front of everybody. And, you know, I, I think at this point, uh, I can't engage with it anymore. I'm really looking forward to our own show, The Caspers, the day after. Uh, somewhat of a protest show against all the ghosts and the Oscars. Um, so, you know, we're going to have a great lineup for that. I'm looking more forward to staying positive, you know, and kind of counteract all this negative energy with some positive energy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hashtag ghost the Oscars this year. Mm-hmm. Ghost the Oscars. We are not going to participate. We're not going to watch it live. We, we will watch the recaps because we're professionals, we're scientists, and there might be evidence of ghosts and paranormal activity. So we, we have to watch it. But we will not watch it live, and we are going to mute the commercials because we don't want to get targeted that way. So um, just once again, ghost the Oscars and come to the Caspers and enjoy the Caspers with us where we will have movies that aren't as haunted and as haunted by evil ghosts. We'll have movies that are haunted by good ghosts, um, possibly really, really good ghosts. We'll, we'll have to see who, who's available for the Caspers. But we can at least assure you that the movies that are going to be on our list will not be this loaded full of ghosts in a negative way. So look forward to that. Um, that's the day after the Oscars. We'll be coming out with the Caspers. So we're going to leave that there because we could talk about the Oscars and all those movies forever. But it doesn't change the fact that the world continues to move around and people are selling things to, and I, I guess I gotta say it, some suckers out there. there. There are some suckers out there, Rob, that just don't understand that you cannot buy peace of mind. I mean, Joe, I mean, but these are also professional spellcasters that we're speaking of as well. So uh, people are being manipulated against their will as well. And it's, in there are ways to take arms against that if you're aware that this is happening. You can counteract these spells, but you know, not everyone is going to have the privilege to have that information. So there are people being spellbound and you know, taking their money, their livelihoods from them, uh, from these, these spellcasters. Exactly. It's, it's people like us, and it's sad to say that it is, it is people like us that have made our lives... Um, finding the truth, digging through ancient tomes and textbooks, uh, finding recipes that were once forgotten, and then remarketing and rebranding them to sell to you know the modern public. Except when we do it, when Ghost in the Scene does it, you know we do it with the intention of of helping the world, and you know, we're very uh, what do you call it, charitable, right? We we don't charge for this podcast. And we could. We could charge thousands upon thousands of dollars. The information you guys are getting is literally priceless. But other people, people like us that have done the research, like you said, spellcasters, they want to you know, capitalize on that. They, they want to use all of their information and then sell it and rebrand it. And so we get hacks like, like Alex Jones, people who who sell vitality pills and, and, and you know, things that make uh, people stronger, basically superhuman pills. And, and, and the thing is, he's a spellcaster, but I don't think that the people that are listening to him are spellcasters. No. And how are their bodies going to handle all of that extra magical testosterone? Frankly, I, it is very irresponsible for a spellcaster to give out all of these pills knowing their power knowing it came from, you know, the ancient Mayans and the Aztecs, and then you give it to somebody, and then all of a sudden their penis turns on fire because it's just so vital. And then, you know, what happens? I mean, the, what really bothers me is that there's no oversight of this whatsoever. He could, I don't even know if he's really paying attention to what sort of items are truly going into these, these items, these totems. Uh, like, you know, this could be dangerous stuff. And he's just hawking it as if he, as if it's candy. And he sells it like it's medicine. Like it's, like it's some kind of, um, 
like salve or or balm. You you know you put some kind of lotion on your on your forehead, and it's supposed to give you a higher IQ. Um, you you put some the same lotion on your testicles, and I think it's supposed to make them bigger or shrink. I'm I'm not sure what's what's better for for the for the male. Uh, I mean, body. but he could mix be mixing those pills together. You know, he could be giving you both. Right, the, you, you enlargers have, and shrinking, and you just end up with the same size. Or you have one ball that's really big, and then one ball that's really small. Right, or lose one all together. Yeah, or you could have, you know, you know how, I mean, this this is for guys only, or or for people with testicles. Um, I guess uh, yeah. women have testicles Shout as out. well. That's right. Shout out to all the all the women out there with testicles. Um, and you will all know that um, sometimes one ball gets a little lonely and, and goes to visit the other ball. And so you kind of have two balls in, in, in one side of the pouch. And Alex Jones, he has uh, spells and, and pills that will make it so that they permanently get attached to each other. So it's just one big ball. They call it like a cyclops penis. And he, is, he, he sells pills called cyclops pills. And, and it's supposed to, in, instead of having two balls, they form one giant ball. I don't know how how uh, effective that is uh, for your sexual vitality. I'm I'm not sure exactly what it's supposed to do, but all I know is it, it does look pretty sleek. This may be very well medicine that works, right? But the fact is, it works on shamans and it works on professionals. It does not work on every everyday kind of people. And I'm I'm sorry to say, but you know. Um, the people that listen to Alex Jones and the people that you know buy his stuff, they're not professionals. You know, they're enthusiasts. And having Cyclops balls for enthusiasts, it, it's just not going to do the same thing. You know, when you're not famous, you can't show people your ball sack all, all the time. No, no, no. That's that's for that's privileged. Exactly. I mean, and and then even if you are famous, a la Louis C.K., it, it you you know. Even when you uh, are famous, you still can't show people your testicles. It's even worse. So you have to you have to be you know like a porn star or a, a nude model, Profe professional, exactly, professional, or else it's just not going to work. And, it, and it, but not just not work. It could be dangerous. You know, uh, you can be you can end up hurting yourself or worse. Or the people that you love, mm -hmm. the people that you're making love with, they see one giant Cyclops ball, and what are they going to think? They might think you're 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 hurting. It might hurt them. The you know that's that giant. It's like a wrecking ball. People don't realize that ball gets like two times heavier when when it forms into one, and that could really hurt somebody. It's like a, a sock full of quarters getting thrown around. So, this is only one example. Of, of what Alex Jones is selling, the, the, the Cyclops pills. We have other examples, and we have other people that are selling. Um, and you mentioned something off um, right before we started recording that uh, I'd like you to tell the, the, the guests and all the people listening that Alex Jones isn't the only one selling stuff out here. And there seems to be another person who is re... I guess taking his product... And repackaging it and then selling it on her website. And I mean, I'll say it. I am a big supporter of uh, of her stuff. But I, when you told me that, it really shook me. I, I, I don't know what to think. So, so why don't you, why don't you let, let the guests and the listeners know what you know? Definitely. I mean, I'll first start off by saying too, is I have a big stockpile of similar products and pills and um, kind of spells that I use for myself, but only in professional ma matters, um, especially in matters of returning from the ghost dimension and side effects based off of that and using this under a shaman's recommendation. Uh, so I, I don't want to necessarily say that you should never use these products, but beware of who, you know, buyer beware. Mm -hmm. And there are some yeah. people that don't have your interest out there the way that your shaman might, you know, that's a very special connection. Uh, this is a wholly different, you know, they kind of are appropriating all of this for their own advantage. People like Alex Jones, you said. 
And there's yes. another big one out there that actually, you know, some people wouldn't realize that these people are actually so similar because their approaches are so different. But at the end of the day, it's the same techniques. Um, so Alex Jones says this, and the person you were alluding to, Gio, would be Gwyneth Kate Paltrow herself and her goopy goopy sales items. Yes. Um, like I said, I, I saw some of the stuff available on her website and I was interested. I was very interested because like you said, we are professionals, Rob. We have some of the same things that they sell, but given to us by our, our therapists, by our shamans, Matthew McConaughey, you know, Idris Elba gave me a pill the other day. And I mean, I, I felt great after I took that. So we're professionals. And I saw all of this on her website, all the stuff she was selling. And some of it, okay, you know, um, sex dust, that sounds great. Um, I could definitely use some of that. But it didn't give me a paranormal twinge. You know, like I, I didn't feel anything until I scrolled a little bit further and I saw they had for sale. It is a psychic vampire spray. And is but it doesn't attract them, it repels them. So Goop is is, is here selling a spray that will keep Johnny Depp away from you. Which they didn't brand it that way. They, I mean, they had to say psychic vampire. They didn't say, you know, Johnny Depp be gone spray. But literally, that's what my shaman gave to me when I was having nightmares about Johnny. And, you know, all the stuff that was happening in, uh, in you know, the Czech, the Czech Republic and all the stuff happening in France. I was having very serious nightmares about Johnny Depp. And he gave me this spell and I would just, you know, a couple dabs right in my face. And I never saw him again. And so I believe that certain things she's selling absolutely do work. It's just that we're professionals and it works for us. But for you know other people, it, it might not work for them. You know, more to that note as well, just because we, we brought Johnny into this again, is that timing as well of when I was doing my investigative reporting in Paris and its connection with Johnny. Johnny came to Paris the day after I left, and it all coincided with civil unrest uh, in France throughout. That is continuing to this day. Mm -hmm. um, and I, what I noticed while I was there is that they don't have anti-vampire spray. They really have the opposite, which is a perfume made by Johnny Depp himself called Sauvage, which was advertised everywhere so you can see the effects of using vampire attraction versus vampire repellent right. uh, and, and you know if you're attracting the vampires you're getting civil unrest and that's why so many places around the world are just falling apart because you can smell the air and it is sweet with salvage and now we have people in America that are buying the uh, psychic repellent, uh, psychic vampire repellent, and, you know, things are looking a little bit better here. But this isn't the only thing that she sells. She sells, um, it's called Chill Child. It's a kid calming mist, and it's supposed to keep kids relaxed. You, you take a, a couple of uh, dabs right in the eye, and you put them right to bed. And... This is good for uh, if you have a possessed child and, and they're throwing up and their neck is going 180, 60 degrees all over the place. You do a couple sprays and you put them right to bed and then you can deal with the possession the next day. So what I like about the stuff that a Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow is selling is the fact that it is truly super expensive. Mm -hmm. Because and, and here's why I like that. Alex Jones sells his stuff for pretty cheap. And it is able to get into the hands of the average person easier. And here we have Goop, and she's selling, you know, the same spray bottle for $30. Um, she's selling a, a bowl and some pieces of wood for $200, right? That means that the average person is not buying her products. 
these are scientific so, prices. They're, I mean, they're manipulated prices too. And it makes it, to me, it really sounds like there's almost like a whole scheme between them to attack as many people as possible because the same stuff that you're selling to the average folk, your, your average Jack, John, Jill, you know, uh, mm -hmm. is not going to be the same ones that attract to the high class, the high tier people. Uh, so this is like a really clever marketing scheme to get everybody involved. The real goal is to rope everybody in. Wow. I, I did not think about that. Um, okay, so I want to quickly draw a parallel between Gwyneth Paltrow and Alex Jones. And it is not going to be hard. It is actually going to be very, very easy. So here we go. <clears throat> Alex Jones uh, is an American radio personality, right? But before all of that, he was involved in the movie business. He was a producer on A Scanner Darkly. He produced Waking Life. Those are two uh, Linklater films, right? Um, this man was in Hollywood. This man was working with, you know, uh, people like Mel Gibson. He was working with people like Keanu Reeves. Uh, you know, I don't know if Johnny Depp was, was involved, but, I mean, he was definitely in the mix, okay? And then, of course, we have Gwyneth Paltrow. She was in an actress in at least 56 movies. Now we talked a little bit about, um, Johnny, right? She was in a movie in 2015 called Mordecai starring Johnny Depp. So she's worked with him multiple times. She was in uh, the movie called Shakespeare in love where she won a, uh, Oscar or at least was nominated for an Oscar. So, her life is just steeped in movie trivia, in Hollywood. You know, I mean, her father and her mother were both uh, a, a director and a, a theater uh, actress. So she is part of a dynasty. And Alex Jones is in Hollywood at the same time she's in Hollywood. So they have to know each other. Everyone in Hollywood knows each other. And here we have him selling to the lowest common denominator and her selling to the highest common denominator, right? But they're selling the same stuff. You know, Gio, the more I think about it and the fact that we have this Johnny connection and a repeated Johnny connection, something that we'll need to investigate more is, is he the supplier? Whoa. Is this actually all a trick on us? Because, you know, I think you can use straight vampire talk in Europe, but I think in America, especially where our podcast is broadcast all over, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we do reach Europe, but not like it is in America. And they know that we're not going to be, a, we're not going to buy that. You know, we're not going to go for the straight vampire um, products the way that they would elsewhere. So they need to disguise it and pretend like it's protecting us from the vampires, but really it's sauvage in disguise. That is so scary. The fact that I might have sauvage on my face and on my pillow, because I, I, I spray that on my pillow every night, is, is scary. I, I truly don't know if he's the supplier or not. We're gonna have to find that out. But let me just start off by saying, I would not be surprised if, if, if this were just a trick because we know how Johnny works. We know how old he is. And we've talked about the fact that he could be Shakespeare. He could have, he could have easily been Shakespeare in, in the past and just, you know, faked his death or something. And it just kind of trips me out that the only movie that Gwen Paltrow ever got nominated for was of course, Shakespeare in love. And if Shakespeare was in love, that means that Johnny Depp was once in love. And maybe he fell in love with Gwyneth Paltrow and started supplying her with all of this stuff, right? All, all, I mean, it's like we said, this is not 
fake stuff. It's just marketed towards average people that don't know how to use it. You, you can't activate a spell if you don't know the words, right? Mm -hmm. And so some people, they just spray the, the you know, savage on their face, and they don't know the words to seal it. And so Johnny Depp could very well be tricking Amer the American public into buying stuff that makes it easier for him to attack them and to prey on them. And it all comes down to the fact that, you know, he is the original Hollywood playboy. And Gwyneth Paltrow and Alex Jones both have a very deep history in Hollywood. So let's just talk a little bit about uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's parents. They are also spellcasters. They're also in the movie business. We might be able to find out if either, either of her parents have ever worked with Johnny Depp or possibly um, have had encounters with vampires in the past. So let's get into her dad first. Um, her dad is named Bruce Paltrow, and he is a director, or at least he was. He also wrote. He wrote for uh, books, uh, well, not books, but a movie called Saint Elsewhere, um, The White Shadow. And interesting, The White Shadow sounds a lot like a, a ghost, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, that's really clear coded language for ghosts. So Bruce Paltrow was born November 26th, 1943. 11-26, right? So that's like 2-2-6. Two, two, so that's 2-2-4. Two, two, four. 4 six is 10. 1943, 4-3 is 7. Minus one, that's six, and then nine, that's two sixes. So I'm not saying this guy is completely satanic, but there's there, there's some uh, numbers you could play around with and and get enough of ki kind of the inkling of sat satanisms. I mean, right. So there's there's a base there, but you know, all these people then need to take action in their life, and in 1969. Which is, I think, a six 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 here because you just flip those two nines and there you go, Absolutely. a one six six six, to his spouse, Blythe Danner. Yes, and actually, that might be the year after Blythe Danner won the a uh, Theater World Award. The yeah, the Theater World Award she won in a uh, sixty eight. Okay, so let's talk a little about her mom then, too. So her mom, born in Philadelphia, February 3rd, uh, 1943. She uh, is a German and English and Irish, uh, Irish actress. She uh, went to the Bard College, right, which is uh, a bard is a person who sings almost like they sing spells, right? So she was a singer of spells, kind of like Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. Imagine she's kind of like a proto-Lady Gaga. And we have a very interesting, interesting quote from Bruce Paltrow, from her dad. So this is um, kind of showing that even as a young child, that uh, Blythe Paltrow trained her daughter to sing and become a bard just like she did. Okay, and also uh, it, it goes to show that Bruce was never allowed to speak in front of his daughter um, while his mother was around. So here we go. This is his quote. When Gwenny was a baby, she and Blythe would harmonize together. I wasn't allowed to sing because Blythe didn't want me to damage the children's ears. So the vocal power of of Blythe and her her husband. Now Bruce might have ha had the vocal power that was damaging. It could have hurt his children, so she didn't let him you know talk to her, her their kids. I mean that's what we're saying. If you are not casting a spell correctly, that's a very very dangerous thing, and yeah. it shows knowledge, you know, from her childhood that Gwyneth Paltrow is fully aware of the consequences of putting this power into untrained hands. Absolutely. And so we have Gwyneth Paltrow being the product of a director, 
a writer, an, an, an actor. I mean, all of her, her family. And she has a brother as well, who is also an actor. So she's in a family, a troop of, of people that all were developing their skills at a very young age. And so she might have met Johnny at a very young age and, you know, not realized that he might have been a nice old man that, you know, gave her, you know, maybe a, a nice little cologne, salvage, something to, to get her to like him. And then, you know, so many years later, she's selling that same salvage on her website. And, you know, she's in movies with him, Mordecai. And let's just quickly remember, Mordecai was a critical bomb. There's no reason why anybody should have been in that movie, anybody famous. So you, you really have to ask yourself, why the hell did Gwyneth Paltrow do a movie that was so bad? Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, it's Johnny Depp. It's basically like her her oldest friend asked for a favor, and so she had to say yes. So a couple more things about her dad. Um, if you guys are as big of a fan as uh, uh, Coldplay as I am, this is going to really trip you out. So the album X and Y was dedicated to Bruce Paltrow, um, which is interesting because now we have the idea that music, right? More music is involved because we have to remember that Gwyneth Paltrow was married to the lead singer of Coldplay. So as a young child, she's harmonizing with her mom. She learns how to become a bard, how to sing her spells. And then from her dad and her mom, she learns how to act, right? How to kind of move her body and, and manipulate her, her vocal cords as far as talking to get that spell, right? All of those spells. And then she marries Chris Martin, a British, so from across the pond, a Brit who is a beautiful singer, and he loves her dad so much that he dedicates an album to him. So I'm not saying it's incestuous. I'm not saying that Chris Martin had sex with uh, Gwen uh, Paltrow's Bruce dad. Bruce Paltrow, yeah. No, he didn't. They didn't have sex, I don't think. But the fact is, why would he dedicate that album to her dad and not her? Right? It's mm -hmm. interesting. And what my guess is that, you know, how Bruce was never allowed to speak in front of his daughter, maybe because his voice was just too good. And I think that maybe Chris Martin might have heard Bruce Paltrow singing and just loved it so much that, you know, maybe Bruce was the only person to ever really sing in front of Chris Martin. And so, I, and here's my, here's my wild guess. I think that Chris Martin stole Bruce Paltrow's voice because he was never able to sing in front of everybody. And so Chris Martin is the only one that ever really heard him sing. And so he stole his voice. He stole the style of, of Bruce Paltrow's singing and got famous and made his band Coldplay world famous because of it. Another interesting little tidbit is that Gwyneth Paltrow, her godfather is Steven Spielberg. I mean, it can't get more Hollywood than Spielberg, right? Think about it. I mean, they don't call him Stevie Hollywood Spielberg for nothing. I mean, the Hollywood sign is named after his middle name. His name is Steven Hollywood Spielberg. So they named an entire uh, section of Los Angeles after this man's middle name. Big and, white letters, nonetheless. And he's a big white man. I don't know how tall he is, but he's, he's at least five foot, which is, is, is tall for a lot of people in the ancient times. They, they were very short. So he could be a giant in the eyes of you know, Jesus or, or anybody like that from the olden days. So we have Gwyneth Paltrow and Alex Jones and Chris Martin all in the mix. They're musicians, they're actors, they're directors, they're producers. And, and then to we give have a little also depth to where this trajectory came from. 
as well. And not to sound like we're just pulling Johnny out of left field just for, for the sake of it, because I think we do have the evidence of more modern times, the connections. But this sort of predatory behavior uh, was something that I think was also passed down uh, to Gwyneth because uh, her mother, Blythe Danner, was good friends with Woody Allen. Yes. And acted in several of his films. So you can see the patterns kind of relapsing, you know, being passed down from generation to generation of these actors being attracted to these manipulative personalities. Absolutely. And um, one last thing, this, this is all about uh, Bruce, right? Bruce Paltrow. So he was born in America and yet he died in Europe. He died in Rome, Italy. And that is very interesting. Okay. I, I had to really research this. I, I wondered why would a man, you know, from America go to Italy to die? And I, I looked around and I found out it, it's, it's not that complicated. In fact, Italy, Rome, Italy is the house of a wonderful i i guess wonderful for him right because he was a director and a movie producer it's called cinecita which in italian stands for cinema city studios and it is a film studio in rome italy where bruce danner had his last days and um i'm not saying that he died in on you know filming something he was he's a very sick man but I believe this was his last wishes to visit this, you know, holy, holy ground, because many movies were filmed here. Um, and li like we said, we've talked about the idea of there being different Hollywoods all around the world, right? The Hollywood of the Czech Republic, the Hollywood of, of Paris, the Hollywood of Atlanta, even in America. All named for Steven Spielberg. All his middle name is all over the world. There's even a Hollywood, Florida, where, where they film movies. And so this is the Hollywood of Rome, of Italy. You know, you got people like Martin Scorsese filming there, Mel Gibson, um, you know, even like old older guys like Fellini and Rosalini. Uh, you know, Benito Mussolini founded the studio in 1937. So, you know, this is all about propaganda films in the beginning and and – if we if we go even go back to the Czech Republic, um, their cinema, they started in the early 1930s as well. So this is like a like a, the European world all came together to make different Hollywoods, all out of Steven Spielberg's last middle name. And Cinecita even went a step further, and I think this is why Bruce decided to choose you know his last days in in italy because this may be um one of the few times where you take a movie company and and just a production uh, company and you turn it into an attraction because in 2014 but also announced in 2009 10 years ago the cinecita opened up and it is called uh the cinecita world and it's an amusement park uh, in Rome, Italy. And it has two roller coasters. It has all kinds. Of, so it's the multi-inversion roller coaster and the family roller coaster called the Dark Mare. Ooh, a dark horse. Mm -hmm. And so that might be the dark horse that uh, Bruce Paltrow rode off to his death on. Right? The, the dark horse roller coaster. So also, speaking of that, when I'm talking about a life of decisions that you know, can make things more haunted, his death date is October 3rd, 2002. And there's a lot of kind of reflection within that date as well. You get the 10 So you can, going from the inside out, applying the proper quantum uh, mechanics, you get three times two, six, Two plus one on the outside is three, three. and then there you get the six, six, six. Right there. And 
in Rome, Italy, he dies. I think Blythe is is still alive, so that's great. And she probably could still act in movies. She's still a bard. Um, her son, um, she has a brother, Jake Paltrow. He's he's in movies. You know, he's a director as well, just like his dad. So we have this family that we're really going to have to kind of follow. And it's actually very interesting that they're connected to Alex Jones. And there's they have an entire catalog of, of things that they're selling. And like we said, some of it works, some of it doesn't. You know, they have self-help books that are very spiritual that, I mean, we've also kind of read. And we're not going to knock those. They have monk oil. If you're a monk and you need to, you know, to oil your mustache, that kind of stuff. Uh, mushroom elixirs, all this stuff. I mean, yeah, it's useful. It's totally useful. You just have to know how to use it, you know? And frankly, the fact is nobody reads the manual anymore. Nobody's reading the instructions. And so they're putting on, you know, the psychic vampire repellent. And instead of putting it on, you know, on their necks, they're, they're spraying it on their wrists. You know, you think a, a vampire is going to drink from your wrist? Mm -mm. Come on. You got to put it on your neck where, where they're going to bite. But, I mean, even you saying that it might be salvage, maybe don't put it on your neck. I don't know. Again, consult your shaman before applying any of this materials. They'll be able to snip out what is real and what's bogus. Uh, talk to your therapist as well. Um, they'll have good advice for you. Um, I can't project what they may say because that's between you and your therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, again, we can't, we don't want to go too far of the whole point of the Cine City and the amusement park, because these are all smaller projects that lead up to a much bigger thing. Uh, and I think the longest lasting legacy is this idea of creating this, you know, this cinema city in Italy and creating this place that attracts people to go on rides that purposely make them scream much in the same way someone might do when they see a ghost. So, you know, we haven't really gone into this yet, but, you know, I think the idea of amusement parks and people screaming all the time are giant ghost magnets. Oh my God. And, and you saying that just struck a chord because it just reminded me, okay, Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Disney is a movie studio, right? Um, Six Flags. Now that is a Warner Brothers owned amusement park, another movie studio that owned owns their own amusement park. Right. Why would why are they in that business? On the surface, it makes no sense. Why would a plastic toy company open up their own amusement park? Legoland? That is now the Lego movie company. Mm -hmm. If you've seen the Lego Batman. Lego movie. Now, I, I honestly, this is kind of scaring me. The fact that all of these movie companies, when it really comes down to it, if you become lucrative enough, you can open up your own amusement park, get roller coasters, and then people are screaming 24-7. And you are able to capitalize on those screams as if they are real screams. This kind of is reminiscent of the Disney movie, the Pixar movie, Monsters, Inc., which right. could have easily been called Ghosts, Inc. I mean, it's their way of hiding in plain sight. They're telling us exactly what they're doing right to us. So when, like, when we come on air and we start talking to you, you don't believe it because, like, oh, but that was just like a movie. It's like, no, they're telling the truth, folks. Yeah. You know, so, that, so those animated frame by frame. They are taking actual footage and they are drawing it over to make it seem like it's fake, but it is real. Yeah, Billy Crystal was really in that movie. That's really his voice. And he was terrified the entire time. He had to be under a blanket because the, the words they were making him say, that Disney made him say, all the monster stuff, all the scary stuff, he hated saying that stuff. But, you know, when, when you work for, as a contractor, as a contracted actor... Sometimes you say things that you wouldn't normally say, but that's your character, and they make you say it. So 
we have to remember that all these screams go somewhere, right? Energy cannot be created. It cannot be destroyed. It's, this is a physics principle. So when you scream, that energy, the yelp that comes out of your mouth goes somewhere. It, it doesn't just disappear into the universe. It, it is channeled and it is funneled to a certain place. Where? I mean, it could be anywhere, right? Screams and, and sound, it's just a wave. And waves can go at the speed of light. So it could be going to another planet. It could be going to the center of the earth, to hell, to heaven. We don't know. But the fact is that they are stealing our screams when we go on roller coasters. And multiple people are doing it. We have Disney. We have Warner Brothers. We got Legoland. We got Cinema City. Cinema City World in Italy. I mean, I don't know where where it ends. I don't know how many places there are like this. But this is an investigation all into itself. We're going to have to find out every theme park and make sure that it is not somehow connected to a movie company. Because I feel like this is another way to capitalize on on schmucks, on, on people that aren't professionals. And I think this is just the capitalistic society that we live in, you know? And it's way more satanic than I want it to be. But that's just the way it is. You know, and... Not to uh, make it seem like we're ending on such like a down and negative note, because I think in the beginning, you know, we're saying we're trying to create some positivity with mm -hmm. our platform. Um, and I think there is, you can see there is a strength in numbers. You know, we were able to kick the ghosts out of Congress this week, thanks to our efforts. So they, it can be one, it's a hard fight. But, you know, if we just keep going at it every way, that's why we're coming to you every week, giving you this audio sage because we know it makes you stronger mm -hmm. it inoculates you from from the terrible things happening every week and, and we're you... not even asking you to pay for it the way that these other people are so you know open up your eyes open up your ears um you know that's what we're here for and we are so grateful that we're working with such passionate people that, that becomes action that's right. And, and if it wasn't for you guys listening, um, the Congress would have never passed the bill to open up the government. The ghosts would have never been kicked out. All of this stuff happens because you are the people that are doing it. You're the actors. You're the workers. And we're just people telling you the news. And we like doing it. We love doing it. And we're going to do it as long as we can. And like Rob said, this is about positivity. Um, this was us revealing the truth. And it may, and the truth may be a downer, but honestly, you have to ask yourself, are you better off knowing the truth or not knowing the truth? And that's where the positivity comes in. You have to be positive in the fact that at least now, you know, you're being lied to, you know, that people aren't genuine and it's us being genuine with you telling you that you can't trust everybody, but you can trust ghosts in the scene because we're here for you and we're working for the people. And so uh, we're going to be here every week giving you the facts, giving you the news, and, of course, um, bringing some levity to your life because it, it's, it's not all, you know, uh, cloaks and daggers. It's not all uh, Salvage and Paris, and it's not all, you know, Steven Spielberg and, and him making terrible movies. So it's, it's some positivity. So um, hopefully you guys have a great week. We're, we're looking forward to seeing you guys next week. And, and also as a little tease, a little plug, um, in this light of bringing more awareness, uh, you know, we are actually being promoted to the big level. Uh, we're working actually with some of these studios that we are talking about all the time, but, you know, change has to come from somewhere. And we recognize that these are the major platforms that people are watching still. So sometimes you have to make deals, um, properly, you know, right. I mean, we understand these are dangerous people, but... All to say, watch out for the CW. We're exposing the reality of the vampire world, of the Lost Boys world that we have been talking about so often, the world inspired by Johnny Depp himself. Uh, watch for it on the CW. I am running that show. Um, so you know that that is going to be 
going to be some television sage for you. So watch out. That's going to be on the CW, folks. Uh, the Lost Boys television program. So Absolutely. be excited for that. We're that, going places this year. That is big, big news. The fact that we were able to reinvigorate the Lost Boys um, into a television show is is huge. Because we're like like we said, Lost Boys is a roadmap to killing vampires. So the fact that we get this on national television, it's just going to put the fear into all the vampires out there, especially Johnny and all of his minions. And honestly, Rob, this is a big opportunity for you and for us. And so I hope it goes well. I hope that you are able to show some gore, um, a, the correct way of killing a vampire, because um, there's a chance that the studios gave you this opportunity only to kind of, um, you know, chain you to, to a writer's desk and not kind of get you out in the field. So, I mean, I'm fully aware because, you know, the CW, if you're not aware and if our listeners are not aware, I'm, I mean, I know you're aware, Gio, but is owned by, it's co-owned, you know, you get a C and the W is, it's actually, uh, it, that's a, it's a subsidiary of two separate companies, the CBS Corporation and Warner Brothers our dear old friends, Warner Bros. themselves. But, you know, they're balanced out a little bit by CBS, so they sometimes have competing interests. So sometimes you can, if you play your cards right, you can actually expose a lot more than you would traditionally if I distributed this show on one network or another. So it's right. a way to kind of play them off each other. So um, It's genius. It's of course. I mean, that's what we do. This has been in the works for a while, so I'm really glad that I can finally announce this is coming to, to the nation. So look forward to that, and um, we will be probably, and honestly, I, I think this is something we should do together, Rob. Um, I want to celebrate the release of this show, and so I think we should watch the show together, and after every episode, we should talk about it. Um, kind of have a recap and, and explain to people exactly what's going on because since you wrote it since you're running it um i honestly i, I don't believe that warner brothers is going to let you get away with some of the stuff you're, you're going to want to say I've, I've read some spec scripts and it, it's it's some very interesting challenging stuff but i don't think they're going to let you get away with everything so i think i'm going to need you to explain what you really meant in in some of the episodes you know so uh, when when it comes out <clears throat> we'll talk about it and and we will recap the episodes for you guys because um, you guys don't know unless it comes from the horse's mouth. And, and we got the writer and the showrunner right here. So, Yeah, I mean, I am expecting some censorship. You know, I know I can't do everything. But that's why we still have this platform to funnel the real truth to all of you. We'll mm -hmm. be sharing everything. I'll be sharing, yeah, anything that is cut out. You know, we need to be holding Warner Brothers accountable as well. So this is, this is how we do it. You know, we put it right on their doorstep. Right. Uh, and so we're looking forward to going through that journey with you as well. Absolutely. So until next week, guys, um, keep safe. Well, watch movies, but do it carefully and stay in the scene. Hashtag ghost the Oscars. Stay extreme, everybody. That's right. And uh, take care. Bye.